0: Retro nonsense in the house, y'all! Autobots, transform and roll out! <laughs> no.
1: I am your father. No!
2: Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there! G.I.
1: Joe! Have <laughs> today? Just give me my retro!
0: Welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast, I'm Duke, and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts, and this is episode 21. And uh, this month we are going to do what I'm finding to be some of my favorite type of episodes, and that is uh, we're going to talk about our collections. But specifically, we're going to go over our crown jewels and our most cherished items and our most valuable items, and kind of like the upper end of our collections, and maybe get a little bit into some of our desirable items that we don't have as well. But before we get into the main topic, let's go over this month's and next month's Beat the bandy Challenge. So this is another one that goes on for two months, and Matt has picked uh, to do a combined score of two classic NES shooters, and those are Gradius and Life Force, both from Konami. And... We're just going to combine our highest score from those two games uh, by the end of next month, and that will be the winner. So, Chris, how uh, how far have you gotten so far? What's your score? I didn't see it on the Discord. You must have uh, forgot to post.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I've been I got back into playing Red Dead Redemption Two recently, and um, it's taken all of my time. So. That's
0: a time sink for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I played like five or six hours straight last night, and <laughs> I mean, I it, it, you know you could do little side missions, um, like uh, collecting, excuse me, uh, collecting bounties. So I I did about five or six of those, but uh, the majority of my time was either uh, murdering people for their jewels or skinning animals for their pelts and their feathers. So uh, right, yeah, you know. You, you You go down a rabbit hole. you're like, "Hey, what's that spot on the map? I've never been there. next thing you go, you get it and there's all these new animals. so I,
0: I've played it, and, and rabbit holes like this are exactly why I don't play modern games anymore. I don't have six or seven hours in one city. yeah, to <laughs> put into a game, but so I to,
2: th- to not accomplish anything either, right. really.
0: <laughs> I mean, i I guess you could compare Breath of the wild a little bit because you can go yeah. off on tangents and go off on side missions and just kind of explore and I really did enjoy playing that. That's probably the last modern game that I played, but I did play Red Dead Redemption. Was it one on the 360? I think.
2: Yeah, I uh, that was I, on I that know. gen, the PS2 360 or PS3. Yeah, yeah, that's still um, on. Yeah. Uh, 360 gen was Red Dead yeah. One. The original that was on the PlayStation was called Red Dead Revolver. So
0: never played that
2: one. So I, I never. I, I own both of them. I've never played them. Um, I just never got around to it. it. They always seemed like something I knew I'd get into, but I, I don't know. Somehow I got—I mean, I got them used, and I just never played them. But uh, Red Dead Two, I bought when it came out. I mean, I got sucked into the hype, but I mean, I knew I was going to like it because I'm a fan of the Grand Theft Auto series, and essentially, it's just Grand Theft Auto in the Old West.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. I remember not caring for it too much. I, I just—it was just too. Too much, too overwhelming for me. So it was a beautiful game, and it was the, yeah. the mechanics were, were fascinating. But I just kind of played it for a little bit and gave up on it. But um, but there's a
2: lot to it. But um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not for everybody. But it got me. They they got my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So b- back to the beat the bandy challenge. Uh, if you want to play along, please do. We have um, through August to try to get the highest score. And currently, I'm ahead. Uh, at 221,480 to Matt's um, 133,870. So, those are the only two scores posted thus far on our Discord. So, we'd love if uh, you would join in and compete with us. But uh, on that note, also, I um, have been playing, I've been busy with another game, and that is uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo uh, Diddy's Conquest because I was this month's guest on the Cartridge Club podcast with uh, our friend Curtis and uh, Captain Algebra. And I had a really good uh, record session a couple days ago, and I played through that game for the first time. And I urge you to go check out the podcast when it comes out. Uh, it'll probably be out after this one, so uh, look for it soon. But it was a great time. Curtis did a great job hosting, and I really enjoyed the game and enjoyed discussing it with uh, those two gentlemen. So. That was really fun. So that's that's a
2: yeah, Captain Algebra. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, he's no, he's got a YouTube channel. Who does he does a lot of playthroughs and uh, collection updates and stuff like that. Yeah, um, he's a good guy. Check him out.
0: Yeah, he was he was great. He was great on the podcast and it was cool to hang out with him, with Curtis. So that's what I've been doing, and um, it's it was really fun. So go check it out when you can. Uh, Cartridge Club, uh, Diddy Kong's Quest, and uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing you know since then i started playing the beat the bandy challenge just last night so that's that's my new uh that's what i'm into right now with gaming <laughs> is the uh uh gradius and life force now so join in if you can
2: now as far as, far as uh, gradius and life force goes now um do you refer to them as shooters shoot 'em ups or shmups i never which camp are you in
0: uh i i i guess i call them shooters I guess I don't I don't I don't really ever say schmups.
2: Yeah, I, I think schmups is so douchey. Sorry if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just I hate it. And you know I you know, the one I hate most more though is uh cute ups. Ah, uh, that's just too much for me. She, I'm out. I have to check what is that? that? Uh so it's like um what's that one game? It's it's a beat 'em up but with uh more childish graphics um Oh, oh uh, a, a
0: shoot 'em up, you mean, with no you, said a, no, you should have no beat It's like
2: it's a beat em up, right. Oh with oh. childish graphics.
0: I'm just oh, saying okay. that
2: it's another word. It's not for shooters. It's just those uh, blank ups, shmups, whatever. There's beat em ups, there's shoot 'em ups, and there's cute 'em ups. And the cute 'em ups are stupid.
0: What if you had childlike you know, spaceship? Like what about what's that game on uh Tension makes? Um you know with this uh, that that money cute dog symbol, what is that called?
2: Oh, uh yeah, I guess that would kind of be a childish cute them up. Would that be a cute them up? A cute a shoot I don't know how you combine those words. A cute them up shoot them up. Maybe you just have to say them both. A cute <laughs> yeah. a cute shooter. How about keep it easier?
0: <laughs> I think I call them shooters. Now that I think about it, I think I just call them shooters. Yeah, I a always shoot-
2: called them shooters yeah. cuz that's just yeah. what they were called when I was a kid and Yeah. I didn't start hearing about the the shoot 'em up slash mups until YouTube when people started using yeah. those words.
0: Yeah, not a fan, but um, I am a fan of both those games, <laughs> Gradius and Life Force. Um, do you have a preference? You know, do you like uh, one more than the other?
2: Um, I haven't played either one of them in a while. I felt, I mean, I feel like Life Force I liked better, but I, I used to play yeah. Gradius in the arcade though, so.
0: I'm a Life Force um, fan. I, I like that one better.
2: Well, yeah. I just wonder if there was a difference between the arcade and the and the home port. I can't remember if there is a difference. It's been a long time since I played Gradius, but it's one of those games I used to play a lot in the arcade because we had one. And mm-hmm. um, so I, 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 but I probably would lean towards Life Force. I think it's probably more polished, better bosses, that kind of thing. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. It's um, it's a sequel to Gradius. I can't remember if I mentioned that or not,
2: but they're, uh, you they're related but, yeah. Yeah, there's...
0: Now, did you know that Life Force is called something else abroad? You know I do know that.
2: Uh, uh, I have it, actually. I have the oh, Famicom really? version. Right, it's around here somewhere. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. testing my, uh, my memory <laughs> today, because I can't remember it, but I, I know it when I hear it. It's called Salamander. Salamander, that's right. Uh, yeah, I have Salamander around here somewhere. Uh, my friend... Mike, uh, when he went to Japan, he brought me back a couple of things, and that was one of them.
0: I think it's also called Salamander in, like, Europe.
2: I think it's it only Life Force. It might be. Yeah, I, I know. I, I wonder why. Maybe they thought we would think it was, you know, an actual Salamander. Well, Maybe we, The first I time know.
0: I realized that was when I first picked up Life Force back in my, you know, for my collection, my current collection years ago. I went to enter it into my RF Generation collection app. And I couldn't find it. I'm like, how do they not have Life Force? So I somehow realized it was called Salamander. And they don't have it as Life Force in their collection app. It's called Salamander only.
2: Oh, see, that? I, I totally disagree with that. That is lame. Sorry, guys. I think, that's, I mean, I think I totally it's a mistake. Dig their, I totally dig their site, and I dig those guys. But, nah, that's, that's too hipster, man. You got to put whatever <laughs> it's called in whatever region.
0: I, I, I could be wrong maybe maybe there's a way to cuz I do like a weird search for it maybe I wasn't searching for it correctly um so it may maybe it is in there and maybe they've changed it since They probably have
2: I, you maybe yeah it probably sounds like a mess up cuz
0: Yeah at the time I could not find it I could not find life force cuz that I would realize... drive
2: people crazy especially with mm-hmm. lists everybody wants to know what the exact number is and all that kind of thing and then yeah, you're looking for life force and it's not there, and then it's this game Salamander you can never find. That.
0: <laughs> so that's how I realized that it had another title was through that little blunder, whether it was on my my part or theirs, I don't know, but um, that's where when I realized that.
2: Yeah, when I when got the the NES Collector app, at some point they started incorporating. Um, this was pretty early on too. They started incorporating like PAL exclusives. But um, mm-hmm. if you didn't know what they were, you like there's there's a pal exclusive like the game only came out in that region. But then there's also the title variant and art variant. So I, yeah. I like them all. So I, I went and I got them all. But um, so like if I told you there was a game called Street Gangs, what game do you think that would be?
0: Street Gangs? Uh, maybe Double Dragon?
2: That's 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 a really good guess, but it's a River City Ransom.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: So then, um, now this one, I'll give you kind of a hint. The You know, like the word ninja is considered too violent. Like, they couldn't use that word over there. So, um, if I told you there was a game called Shadow Warrior, what do you think that would be?
0: I guess Ninja Gaiden.
2: Yeah, it's Ninja Gaiden. And then there's another huh. one called Blue Shadow. What do you think that is? Ninja Gaiden 2? <laughs> <laughs> no, not a bad guess, but there was a shadow of the ninja. So okay. over there it's called Blue Shadow. And then another, another weird thing that we changed it, like Fire and Ice, is actually Solomon, Key's, Solomon Key 2. But over there they just call it Solomon's Key 2. But here they changed the name. I, I don't know if they didn't like the mm-hmm. Solomon was too biblical or something, and they thought maybe uh. they needed to change the name. But then the last one out, you'll never guess this one. I I just know okay. you won't. All right. Okay. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Well, what do you what <laughs> game do you think that is? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course. Oh, dude, I thought I'd get that one fast. You it. almost got me on that one, yeah. yeah. That was hard. <laughs> yeah, so that's another one they couldn't use a ninja for. And there's others. Um, the scat is different over there. I think it's, uh, it's uh, something New York. It's something to do with New York. It's got a weird title. And the cover's really weird, too. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it's variant side topic. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, before we get into the main topic, um, I thought we'd last time we recorded, we had just gotten back from too many games, but we were in the middle of our our adventure. So we had a couple days after our last record. I thought we'd briefly just go over a couple of things that we did um, post too many games. But before you went back to the West Coast. So after that, the next day, we kind of hung out at the house and played some video games together. Um, but then the following day, uh, taking wait, me back how to the that, airport... how did
2: that turn out? What do we, we played, <laughs> uh, no, heavy, wait, barrel. Uh, heavy barrel, right, right. We yeah, did that. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then the, I remember somebody so certain that if they got, they played me street fighter on the home console or something like that, I forget kind of how that went. Did we, did we play that together <laughs> on, the, on my <laughs> super
0: Nintendo? I don't yeah. recall.
2: You don't? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I should have recorded it. Yeah. yeah. No, that was yeah. fun though, man. That was fun. Yeah,
0: we were just hanging out in my room and chilling out, and had a cookout and had some crabs. Uh, had a good day. So.
2: I, I would but, say though that that crab stuff that's a lot of work. It is, and that that's, that's why. That's a lot I, of work. The food's good though. I'm not not knocking or anything like that. But man, that's a it's, lot of it, work.
0: It's an experience, and when you when you sit down yes. and have crabs, it's it's a several hour. You know endeavor it is not just a right. like a typical eating um, experience so eating crab yeah you crabs you get mallets out you're busting up you know claws and legs and crack open everywhere and you pulling got out little mustard. pieces of meat yeah yeah <laughs> so. mustard's
2: all over the place it's a whole um, thing so yeah that that was a. Uh, it's your your wife complete genius you know we're eating outside <laughs> so oh, it's like yeah, yeah okay <laughs> I, yeah, you almost smart.
0: always eat crabs outside. It, you it, have I to. Don't think I've, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody eat crabs in the house. That's usually you get a big table and you put like newspaper or a big yeah. know, tablecloth down, and you just go to town. You got a cardboard box, and you put the carcasses in there, and it's it's a whole thing. So we don't. Yeah, it's very it expensive. We don't get crabs a lot because even here in Maryland, that you know we're known for crabs. I think a bushel of crabs is like two hundred dollars. It's Ooh. super expensive, because of all the effort you have to go. Into catching them and the gas prices yeah. right now, but uh, yeah, crabs are not cheap, which is why it's a, it's a you know it's a special thing when you have them. It's not something you have like all summer long.
2: But, well, um, I appreciated it. I hope you know that that was a good oh, experience. Oh, of course, it, it was, was fun. It was I've a never, great time. I've never eaten crabs like that. I've had crab legs, but never like the way we had it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a specifically it's a Maryland kind of cultural thing. That's why we wanted to do it for you so you can get the full Maryland experience. Hopefully it would offset the humidity that you complained about a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you breathe better now? Your your lungs readjusted to the less humid air on the West Coast?
2: Oh, yeah. The dry heat's the way to go, buddy. It's always better.
0: (laughs) So the next day on the way to the airport, we did a bunch of uh, shopping and stuff, went to some retro shops, and uh, how did you like those uh, shops that I kind of hyped up quite a bit? Did you have well, fun? That,
2: one, that, that one shop, that guy has a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I, I totally dug the shop. Uh, him, he was a nice guy, don't get me wrong. His prices are a little... Yeah. I, I, now I see what's going on with you. When you were telling me that, I was like, wow, that doesn't sound like a thrift store to me, but... I see what's going on. He's all up in his phone. Everything he's looking up. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, hey, I don't know what his rent is. I don't, you know, I'm not judging the guy. And the guy's a really nice guy. It was just, um, you know, that's not a thrift store in my book. That's a re- that's a resale shop. You know, he's, you know, he's. It is. He's, it's he's
0: it's resell- more of a it's a more of a hobbyist type store in my the way I see it. I mean, you got vinyl in there. You got very specific yeah. type of stuff. So it's not your your generic typical thrift store. No, he, he's definitely but there for a specific. Thing.
2: If I could give that guy two suggestions, right? First off, um, even though I like it personally, I don't mind junky stores where you're tripping and stepping on things. That doesn't really bother me at all because it's kind of like a treasure hunt. But um, I would imagine that's a huge turnoff to the majority of the people who would buy. Because he's got a lot of good stuff, you know, even at the prices. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would be willing to pay his price. Um, well, he needs to work on that. It's funny you say that
0: because, oh, it, is, it has gotten so much worse. Like oh, when no, I, I first started going there, it was like, oh, you know, you got to step over a box or two. And Tara and I even looked at each other. I think we were talking about it on the way home after we dropped you off. I was like, did you notice how bad his shop has got? She's like, oh, my gosh, I, wanted, I, I, I was going to say the same thing. You can't even, I mean, it's gotten to the point where there's certain sections you can't even like, get to at all. And well, at I first, could. It <laughs> <just laughs> right through. Right, but no, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, though. you certainly did. I got a my favorite picture out of our entire um, <laughs> trip was that one of you <laughs> past past the sign that says "Do Not Enter," looking for stuff. I thought that was hysterical. I'll put that on the Discord if I haven't already.
2: Yeah, that was great. I did think it was funny though, because um, I I actually had found a, a sealed uh, Game Boy game. Uh, um, casper the you know casper the friendly ghost and it was it was damaged i mean you could tell the box had seen better i mean it wasn't perfect right but i looked it up and and comparable you know i i saw some prices that weren't really that high you know in the 70ish especially considering condition so when i brought it over to him uh his first thought was huh where did you find that? I, I thought I had it in the back. Now, I will give this guy, I will say he's got a good recall because honestly, man, if you saw where I found it, I can't believe he remembered it was there. It was in a drawer behind some stuff. Like he had a barricaded in. I moved some stuff out of the way Yeah, you know, I was going through the drawers. You know, I'm, you know, I'm that guy. You let me in the back room. This is what <laughs> happens. Or you don't uh-huh. stop me from going to the back room. This is what happens. I'm going to go through all your stuff. So I had moved some things out of the way. I opened up a drawer, and it was there. So, and I mean, but it was also under like papers and other stuff. It wasn't even like he put it there for safekeeping. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah it wasn't like impressive. this is his. This is his eBay drawer. This was like piled of crap. So I had got that, and then I had found that um, that uh, Arrow's Video Club uh, re- former rental um, of. Uh, the Lady in White, which was a horror movie I'd been looking for. That was also in that back section. It wasn't buried. It was just on a... Sh- he had another media shelf back there that had movies on it, and I had grabbed that off of that. He didn't remember where that came from, but he was up on the price, or he thought he was. I don't know. He, he gave me a price I was willing to pay, so that was fine. But um, yeah. Yeah. The, the price he quoted you, though, for just home recordings... Ah man, that was rough because uh,
0: yeah he, did even, he didn't even he's not that. even
2: scan them though like if he knew what was on them you know it's weird
0: because I, he wouldn't sell them to me because he hadn't looked at him yet because if they were gonna have like commercials he was gonna sell them for more and I'm like yeah it's starting to get a little he's starting to get a little crazy with that stuff and and again well, like, no. I was getting literally frustrated because I wanted to go to certain sections and look for things and I couldn't even get to them because there was so yeah. much stuff in the way. So it's getting, it's getting pretty bad, and you know it's it's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's it's comparable to uh, your experience eating crabs. You know, it's a lot of work. It's it's starting right. to, get, little, little to be a little payoff. too much work yeah. to where it's, it's and almost it costs too much, right?
2: Yeah, it was kind of the so. it was a complete parallel. And uh, but that would be my second suggestion to him. It's like okay, fine, if you don't want to like straighten up your store and make it like more pl- you know, more welcoming, because I don't know how he gets past like maybe your guys' laws are different in Maryland, but no, he gets I, shut I, down. He, I know. You know.
0: I, I said the same thing to Tara. If you got a visit from a fire marshal, he will be shut down in an instant. You can't even walk in that place. Okay, I mean, there there's, a fire, a guy, there's a guy.
2: There's a guy in California who purposely goes to buildings cause he's disabled and he he's a he's a lawsuit guy. He'll go into your restaurant and look for your your uh your faults like if um, the sink is more than an x amount of inches too tall or something's not wide enough or this or that and he then he'll file a lawsuit against you so i'm shocked that someone not even an ambulance chaser actually hasn't tried like can you imagine going in that store like uh, if you had one of those those arm crutches or in a wheelchair you're not going to make it past the front door like well, it's, if you been in that store
0: long enough and, you, and you're paying attention, you, you'll hear crashes every like four or five minutes. You'll just hear something fall over somebody stumble or yeah. like a whole shelf fall over because you can't get through that store without knocking things over. And he doesn't right. even
2: pay. He doesn't even care. He do not even care. <laughs> not Right. Them. So that, that's my other thing. So if you don't want to straighten up the store, then at least reduce your prices so that maybe you could sell some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Cuz that's Yeah. He's not selling it. He's hoarding it. He's not doing anything yeah. with it. I mean, cuz right. he talked about yeah. eBay and then I'm like looking at him. I'm like, "And where exactly is your eBay section? Where do you put it?" Like even behind him, he reminds me of like those memes of the guys who would be playing like uh, World of Warcraft and they're in their computer and they're surrounded by like Taco Bell wrappers and Mountain Dew bottles everywhere. <laughs> that was him behind his workstation there, you know, in his work area behind the counter it was like wow it was just piles of stuff everywhere but i thought the store was pretty cool and i think if i were in that area i probably would get that guy to give me better deals because i would work i'd cultivate a relationship i'm not saying you're not you just wouldn't you wouldn't do it like i you wouldn't be there all the time you go when you you know because you're you got other things going on (laughs) you know what i mean but i'd be i'd wear him down you know what i mean but uh it was a cool start. and then the other convenience stores were cool too that we went to. They're, you know, those are cool. We we have those, but yeah, that was nice.
0: Yeah, those little, uh, what do they call them, antique malls or whatever? With the yeah, little
2: consign. Well, or, yeah. we call them consignment stores or indoor antique mall things. Yeah, yeah just like yeah. you said. Yeah, we have those too, so those are cool because sometimes you can yeah. catch them slipping on things. I'm still yeah, kind of yeah. I'm still kind of kicking myself for not getting that robot fan. Even oh, though I, I don't know what I would have done with it, but that was so
0: cool, man. That was cool, and you said you had a friend that had it as a kid. Yeah, so a was... friend
2: of mine had it as a kid. I remember, uh, you know, we pretend it was like Megatron or something, or whatever.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. So then we went to uh, my childhood mall. What'd you think of that? The uh, Marley Station Mall in Glen Burnie, Maryland.
2: Oh, or it, Pasadena, it, I guess. it. You know what i what I appreciate it is is they never went through a remodeling phase. No, and it shows, no, the same. you know what I mean? It's like the same, it, yeah. all the bones are the same, you know, obviously stores have changed and half of them weren't even there anymore. But, uh, it was interesting to see how it's like, um, you know, they don't even do it. And my suggestion to your mall would be that Sears, that thing is right for like an indoor swap meet. Like yeah. they could really, they could really make that a destination. If they were to get vendors to go to that, even if it started off at once a month, but there's a place called Frankenstein's here that they have permanent booths in and uh, not here but in Curtis's area and uh, they could do something like that with that because they have so much space in there I mean it was it was haunting almost to look at but oh. with all that floor space and it's they're just wasting money it's just sitting there empty you might as well get something out of it yeah it was so weird peering in there and just
0: seeing a, a Sears with nothing in it it was just like you said haunting it was unsettling almost. But pretty cool. <laughs> but it was it was fun walking through with you and kind of you know. Was yeah, that you, was cool. All the you know Tara and I went to the movies here when we were teenagers yeah. and you know this is where we all hung out here in the middle and yeah so it was kind of it was kind of fun to uh, wrap up our little adventure in a uh, retro mall like that. So
2: yeah, it was it was really neat with the sunken floor and the and yeah, uh, the yeah. the stripes going around the wall. Like I mean it it almost felt like uh, the old Duffer Brothers went there for. Um, <laughs> To scout for that that mall. That's, Absolutely, what, in that whatever. season,
0: yeah, in season three when yeah. they had the whole mall three. thing, I
2: yeah, I I
0: said to Tara, "This this looks just like Marley Station Mall for the most part." Yeah, so that was pretty cool. All right, well, I guess uh, with that said, we'll jump into our main topic here. So again, we're going to talk about our collections in a more specific way than we have before, and you know, we kind of broke things up loosely here into some categories. We're going to talk about. Our crown jewel game or game-related item, most valuable game or game-related item, most cherished or meaningful game, and our most nostalgic game. And again, some of these might overlap and be the same thing. And then I thought we'd do the same categories with non-gaming-related items in our
2: collections.
0: So to start off, I guess, let me just pull my notes up here. So why don't you go first, Chris?
2: With. Why don't you go first? Let me see how okay. you structured this because you got the. Okay. Yeah, I I had the idea, but you did the structuring. So. Okay. Okay. You go ahead and go first, and then maybe I can go back to back or whatever. We'll figure it out.
0: So for first, I have uh, my crown jewel game. Now this was a difficult thing to try to pick out because, you know, what I consider my crown jewel is is definitely not uh, related to its value, its monetary value. Um, because I don't really have, as we'll see here as we get down this list, a lot of expensive games at all. So I, I picked um, My Hero uh, for the Atari 2600 that you so kindly gave me. Um, now that's my Crown Jewel game, because that game was my favorite Atari game growing up as a kid, and it was something that you gave me, and you're my co-host with the Retro Nonsense podcast, so that's special to me as well. And it was kind of a spontaneous, out-of-the-blue thing, and I really appreciated it. And I did my little uh, hero uh, game video series where I beat it for the first time. Yeah, that was really um, cool. What was it called? Yeah. A World to Win is what I named that three-part series. Go check it out on, on my YouTube channel. Yeah, you even really had the fun...
2: world-famous uh, Metal Jesus comment on that video. Yeah, yeah I did. That was um, awesome. So that
0: was a really fun experience to finally, as an adult, just a few years ago, uh, beat that for the first time. Um and I just I really didn't know what else to pick. I I think that really kind of uh, encapsulates what I would call a crown jewel. Um, if I had to pick one game, um, I think that's what I would pick. So that is my uh, my crown jewel game. Again, it's not it's only like a what seventy or eighty dollar game loose. I think Chris, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, if it fluctuates a little bit, Atari prices, but I, that sounds about right. I mean, that's not what it was when I got it. I think I. I don't I think I gave you the receipt not to show you how much I paid but I asked you if you would want it to kind of pair yeah, it with yeah. the game. Um so whatever it was on that receipt, I think it was 30 or 35 or something like I don't know, okay. something like that. But um but it's definitely gone up since then because you know, it's it's a really good game and it it has really good replay value and, you know, it has a like a I don't call it a proper ending, but it definitely has an ending sort of, right when you flip it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it has an ending. It has uh, what twenty? I think it's twenty levels. So yeah. uh, it's one of those few. You know, it's a later release. You know, later Activision game. Um, but I have vivid memories of loving that game when I was a kid, and it was just, this is a leading up to the NES era um, when the game started getting that good on the uh, Atari, where they had a little more depth and better graphics and even some music. Some of the games. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great. Um, Time playing that as a kid, and again, because you gave it to me, and I did my series on it, and I just it's one of my favorite games of all time, so that's what I picked for my crown jewel. Uh, a, a well, game.
2: When, I, when I saw it, man, I knew you had to have it. You had talked about this being your favorite game, and um, I don't know where you you must have mentioned it in a video or something up to that point, and yeah, the fact that you had you didn't have it, and I was just <laughs> like and you wanted to find it and i'm like ah uh, i mean could you find it yes but it's like ah uh, forget that how about i just give it to you <laughs> you know what i mean i just uh, it was awesome that you did that and honestly chris
0: i don't think i've seen it did we see that at too many games i don't think i did i don't think i've ever seen
2: that uh, since you given I, it it to might me. have been there but honestly i don't i don't know i didn't did, i don't know if i did see it i mean i i nothing stands out so probably not even though i did find some rare atari stuff but yeah um yeah. I think I've seen
0: it for the 5200 a couple of times, but I don't see it for the 2600. I don't think I've ever seen it for the 2600 except for the one that you've given me, you know, out in the wild there. So, yeah. So, uh, I guess yeah. real quick before you get to yours, I I did put a se- a second game related a game related item. It's not a game, but I threw in here as well my cuz this is like my Crown Jewel if it's not just a game, and that is my very minty uh complete in box Sears telegames six switch Atari 2600 that I found at a uh, estate sale and I just when I, I could not get over how crispy and minty this boxed Atari was and it came with like I don't know 20 boxed games in the, in the same condition so it was just a great find and I have it on display in my room I just love the Sears branded Atari yeah. And the box looks like it's brand spanking new, and it's right on top of my desk here. And I just love how it's almost a centerpiece of my room. Um, so that would be my crown jewel item that's not just a game, but, but game-related. So I, I love that box game up in my room, and it just looks fantastic. And again, I have a fondness for that era of um, imagery with the wood grain and the Sears branding and everything. So that would be what I would pick for my game-related
2: well i think it's just wild that um i just can you imagine i mean i know they did it in other regions but could you imagine right now going to walmart and buying you know something that was called you know the lever or whatever and it was the, the the walmart's lever or something like an opposite name of the switch you know what i'm saying like it's just yeah. a different. It's just like they took it, made a whole different name. But it's like, no, that's an Atari. What are you talking about? Oh no, no, that's a TeleGames. But why though? Like, why wouldn't I they know. just sell Atari? I don't. I mean, know maybe this. they thought the Sears brand was so strong. I think it had it, because yeah. it wasn't any cheaper, from what I understand. I think it was all the same price. I
0: think so. I don't know what their thought process uh, thought process was, and if it worked or not, as far as you know, generating more sales, but. I think it's great that they did. I I
2: guess from their perspective, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it's like, okay, if you were a Sears customer, maybe you had a Sears charge card, Um, you were there, you didn't have any other options, so you bought, you wanted an Atari, but you got the telegames, and now it's got Sears on it. I don't know. I mean, that's really it. Like, I guess, does one have their (laughs) name out there more? Like, I don't really understand the upside. I just couldn't imagine going there to buy the new switch or the new xbox or the new playstation but it had a completely different name and it was a you know a, a walmart or an amazon or something you know what i mean like it just wouldn't make any sense to me
0: i yeah i guess my my guess is that sears was the one that was like hey look we'll we'll do this we'll promote it we'll do our own advertising put our name on there so we get some advertisement out of it as well that way it's a win-win i don't know i can't imagine it really did much like you said you know
2: norm the gaming historian if you're listening like that would be an awesome video you know what i mean like why Mm -hmm. the telegames like explain that somebody please like make a good in-depth video about why they do it maybe it's already out there and we don't know about it but it's just uh it's weird but it's such a cool part of gaming history and uh, i remember when i first started getting back into collecting atari cards i would come across those telegames and i didn't quite i didn't quite remember that you know like i it was like i refreshed my memory i like i was like oh, i kind of remember this because i remember being at a friend's house and they had both you know like they would have some telegames and they'd have some atari games but they all would work on the atari so right. uh, like grandma would get you a telegame or whatever you know instead of an atari game but it was right. the same thing you know that right. kind of deal didn't Matter. yeah it didn't matter because it worked and um it was just weird. Like it's just it's just a weird time in gaming history that I don't think will ever be replicated. And you know, at least not in the states. Maybe in other regions or something. But uh, it's just strange.
0: It is. It is. And now, now I want to look into it
2: and, and do some research on the history of it because maybe you should do is, the video. Is quite intru-
0: yeah, maybe I will.
2: Maybe I'll do my maybe own. Maybe you need to it. do the video. Why do we need Norm? Norm, forget <laughs> it. Duke's gonna do it. We don't need you, Norm. <laughs>
0: All right, what about you? What, what do you consider your Crown Jewel game and or gaming-related
2: item? <clears throat> well, you know, my favorite game is Contra, but in reality, like, the Crown Jewel thing that I had found, that's, you know, like my 1A, 1B kind of thing as far as favorite NES game. The other one would be, you know, Super Mario Brothers. And uh, I was at the SoCal Gaming Expo, you know, and I'd been looking for this uh, for a nice Super Mario Brothers. You know, I wanted to get a buy at that time. I didn't want too many boxes, but I knew that was one I want boxed. But um, you know, at the time, I didn't really care much about um, you know which print it was or variant. I just wanted a nice one that looked nice. But that was right when that WADA scam when uh, that that they sold that one for a hundred thousand or whatever. Like there was nothing mm. ever compared to that. But you know, whatever the price fixing deal they were doing. And, uh, allegedly And, uh, anyway Um, so I was like, you know I bet you I could catch You know, I, I just had the feeling I was gonna find one there Um, and I was hoping I, You know, they didn't know the difference Cause, cause up until that point Nobody really cared You know, that was considered, like, a common game Because it is common But, you know, when you do get into the prints And all that, it, there is, you know Obviously there's a difference in a Rarity, and, uh, so that first print that would be called a sticker seal and, uh, pref- you know, and it had a matte sticker on it. That was going to be the hardest one to find. Cause that's the one with all the, you know, all the hype behind it. And uh, I saw, uh, NES complex, you know, friend of ours, friend of the channel. And, um, and, and we, uh, I'd saw him over there looking through this guy's games and I had walked up there and he was looking at, through the super Nintendo thing uh, stuff, I believe. And, uh, right there was, nes boxes and i look down and there's a super mario brothers and i pick it up so it has particular well, it has lack of certain codes like it's it's very plain there's certain codes that were on the back that aren't there and then at the top it would have the sticker so when i pulled it up i i noticed that it had a little bit of tear at the top which um you know wasn't that big of an issue like i didn't really care because everything else looked nice and when i turned it over i noticed it was the that first print or at least in theory, it was the first print. You, you really can't tell unless you have the sticker and the sticker was missing. But I knew the sticker was there because you could see um, it had residue from the sticker. Um, mm. But the second sticker, the gloss... I know I'm getting too deep in this. But the glossy sticker has... <laughs> when you pull it off, it leaves a void behind. So, like, a, they, they upgraded their sticker. So, if you were to take it off, it would it would leave a void imprint. Like, like the VCR stickers. Like when you would go to a rental store, if you took it off... Underneath, it mm-hmm. would say void. Um, yeah. That's what it would do. So this one didn't have that. So I knew it was the right one. And uh, anyways, I asked the guy how much it was. And uh, he, I don't know. I think he said he was asking 40 but he would do 35 And I was like, okay. And then I remember uh, Complex looking at it and kind of scoffing because he saw the little... The little tear on there, you know, it's not even right. that big of a deal. So when we walked away, I explained to him what I got, and then it's just like the soul came out of them. And and I always like that with my friends, you know, when we're when we're out hunting together, and 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 then you know that they know, you know, when they just and it hap- It's happened to me too, where I've been on the other end of it. But uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, it's always a good it's always a good feeling when the you just suck the soul right out of your friend. So, <laughs> but anyways. It was something I really wanted, and at the time it was high on my list. And you know, to find it and find it for such a good price, and the conditions really nice, or you know, it, relatively speaking, um, it is something that I know I'll, unless I get lucky and find it again, you know, in different, you know, similar situation, I guess, uh, it'll probably never be found again. I feel like the secret's out now, so that's probably like a 1A, 1B crown jewel. Uh, the second one is my box contra, and Um, normally i probably wouldn't have it so high but this box is just so immaculate you know it looks like it really looks like it's you know i I don't throw around the term minty like some people do but it is as close (laughs) to it's as close to new condition without the wrap as you can get it is really nice it didn't look like it had been opened many times like it i almost want to go back and find the kid who got that for christmas it's like why didn't you play this you know what i mean like maybe it's <laughs> right. too hard but it really looked like somebody played it once or twice and then just sealed it back up and left it there all the paperwork was in it so uh really happy with that and um uh, and then and i didn't do this just because you said this trust me um i also had on this list uh the the pac-man that you gave me from that lot that you got and the sears telegames pac-man oh, yeah. it's yeah. boxed and you know when you when you showed it like i i I always feel weird when like a friend gets something, and I, you know, you kind of want them to know, like, "Hey, I'm interested if you're looking to get rid of it," but I don't want you to think I'm trying to put any pressure on you, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just, just yeah. wanted you to know, like, if you decide to sell any of this stuff, I would like to get that, and uh, you wouldn't take my money; you just sent it to me, and it was super nice of you, and and I, I it, I love it, and I have that next to the Atari. Uh, you know, same kind of deal. It's really nice looking too. Not as nice as the telegames one, but them next to each other is just really cool because that is, um, when I was a kid, that would have been the best thing in the world is for my dad to bring home an Atari with Pac Man. And, you know, it's so funny to how everybody, like, it's such a crappy game and a bad port. I don't know, man. I don't remember anybody saying that back then. I just remember people were like, hey, I'm playing Pac Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and
0: that, that was my experience as well. I don't, I don't ever remember going, oh, this is terrible. I was playing Pac-Man on Atari. It was cool. Yeah, like
2: you knew it wasn't the same, but you were already primed for that. There wasn't, I mean, like Space Invaders kind of felt true to the arcade. I mean, there was a couple of them that did feel closer to the arcade experience. But um, I don't know, man. I remember I was in the hospital for like two months as a kid, and uh, they had a, an Atari in the in the little playroom that the kids could go to. And uh, I would go there every opportunity I could because they had an Atari there and they played Pac-Man. And I'd get the stink eye from the lady because she thought I was hogging the Atari. But uh, I <laughs> didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I got there first. I'm playing Pac-Man. I mean, I'd take turns or whatever. But, you know, it was just like, uh, man, it was just so much fun. And... And even now, when I put that game on, because, you know, I don't play it a lot anymore, but whenever I do put it on, it's just, like, just listening to the sounds and everything is so nostalgic, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it, you know, they made their own, you know, it's obviously, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, supposed to be similar to the arcade, but, you know, there are Atari sounds, you know what I mean? And... And the little music and everything, it's just, I don't know, man. It really takes me back. So that would be, I'm going to one-up you, and I'm going to go with top three on that. So those would be uh, in my, you know, now, again, these are based on more of the, um, the emotional angle, right? Yeah. This is not yeah, necessarily yeah, exactly. value, but.
0: No, uh, no, that's a separate category, which is actually yeah. our next category. So this was a difficult one for me because, I mean, you've seen my room, Chris. I've got a lot of stuff in here, Yeah. but. None of it that I could find has any real, like, serious value. So I really had to find and dig to see if any of my games, you know, have crept up in price over the years or really couldn't find anything. As far as I know, my most expensive games are in the, like, 100 to $200 range. And that is it. So I don't have any super expensive, rare games. So I put on my list that, as far as I know, my Symphony of the Night, Complete inbox is about mm. 150 bucks.
2: Yeah, I've you seen it take... go for more. I've seen it go for more, so yeah.
0: I think there's a couple different versions.
2: I, I think, well, original... do you is it black label or is it greatest hits? It's
0: uh, hold on, I'll pull it out. Give me one second. Okay, it is nowhere does it say greatest hits.
2: Yeah, so it's just a regular black label. Yeah, that's the one you want. That's the one that's this pricier.
0: Yeah, so that's one that I have. Um. I think it's yeah, it might be it might be around two hundred dollars. It's in good shape. The the label's really good. The disc is very clean, and I'm looking at it right now. It looks perfect. So that one I guess has some value. Uh, the, the Atari game, um, beat 'em and eat 'em, that you gave yeah. me as well. <laughs> yeah. I think has about a hundred and twenty dollar value that I could tell. Yeah, Oops.
2: yeah. I, I've seen it fluctuate anywhere from eighty to to that. It, it's all over the place, but it's it's not cheap.
0: And then I all you know my Tengen Tetris is worth about 120 bucks. Yeah,
2: and you got so a I, smoking deal on that, boy. Oh, you really yeah. put the oh, screws yeah. <laughs> to them, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: we talked about that last episode. Yeah, um, that was good because I've ordered it too many games. But um, I, aside from that, I might have some games that I don't realize uh, have value. But I've never spent more than maybe 100 bucks on a game or something like that. Um, I just, cause again, as I've mentioned before, my, um, my collecting habits when it comes to games are very specific. I was after my childhood games and the games that mm-hmm. I played as a kid. I never cared about value. I never cared about, you know, rare and any of that stuff. It's never been what I've been after. Now, if I stumble across something or, you know, whatever, sure, I'll, I'll grab something that's cool or rare, Sure, but, um, It's just nothing I'm asking. Right, you're not walking away from
2: Little Stamps and if you can find it for $10 or something, you're just not going to spend thousands or whatever. Right? No,
0: because I never had that game as a kid, and I'm not that type of collector. Um, So, yeah, it's just not what I do. So, um, as far as I know, those are my more upper... I probably have more that are worth around the same, but I just threw those three in there.
2: Well, I I will tell you something that I know in your room that's a higher value i don't know exactly what it is because i haven't looked it up in a while but your deluxe set yeah i the... have
0: that on my list actually as my um game related oh no, shit valuable. i'm sorry
2: i didn't mean to jump the gun i, I forgot we did that was, sub-category. i was just gonna mention it now yeah, okay well because that's that's definitely up there because that's a test market um variant that you got because it doesn't have uh, Cause they blacked out the entertainment system and all that stuff where it's, so it's very yes. generic. Uh, and then also, um, one of the things that I was, well, besides that box that I was eyeballing the whole time that, that Rob you got <laughs> with the sunglasses. Now I don't necessarily think it goes for much more, but those are hard to find. I don't, I mean, I got five Robs and not one of them's got that. So Well,
0: that's the Rob that came in that box.
2: Right, so that's see that's what's weird to me because I really felt like that must have been a Japan thing first, then because I was kind of curious about that. Um, Yeah, because I knew it came with the box as you said it, and I'm assuming they didn't go get a second rob, Um, unless they they must. There's two ways I'm thinking: either it came that way, which I don't think it would have. I that means they they did the mail away thing. (laughs) They did it. They got the glasses. Yeah, because yeah, I mean I don't know how else it would. I don't think it came out that way. I think you had to ask for that, like, because it was something to do with um, some people's televisions uh, wouldn't interact with Rob properly, um, like their either the TV was too bright or something. I, I think it had. I think that's what it was. So they uh, get, uh, they uh, sent you out these little sunglasses that would go on. Like you just basically you replace his eyes. I believe. I don't know. I don't know if you have to open. I can't imagine it screw, but I don't know if it pops. I'm pulling on one right now, and it's not popping out. So I don't really quite know <laughs> if you had to go to the go to a retail store and they would change it for you. Um, you know, like one of the Nintendo stations or something. I'm not quite sure how you did it, but I know it was something that you had to ask for because it was like they were yeah. they were repairing it for you essentially.
0: Yeah. So I I did jump online just on Pricecharting.com to get an idea and i think that complete inbox box early test market box nintendo with the rob goes for about 500 yeah i was like gonna say
2: it's at least 500 i honestly the condition that thing's in i would i i wouldn't sell it for 500 it would it would be higher but um yeah also the other thing is did it have the nintendo in it i didn't even ask you did it come with the nintendo too
0: no, no. I mean, I have a Nintendo. I guess as a matter know, which one like, would be in there. Would it be a different one? I don't know. But no, I, it, it just came with the box and Rob when I bought it from yeah, my customer.
2: Yeah, man, it, it, you might want to see if you can track that customer back down and ask them if they had that Nintendo because it could have a very low serial number.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know exactly. what I mean? If they had the one it came with, then that would really increase your value if it has a low serial number because that, that's a real hot thing to... You know, if you get some that are in the five digits or four digits or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, two digits yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that would yep. be uh, – that would be something. But um, that's really cool. That,
0: yeah, yeah. And so that was on my lesson. And then one more really quick thing, uh, gaming-related item is my – discovered at Too Many Games that my – I'm going to use Minty again. My very Minty <laughs> number one Nintendo Power is yeah. worth about $150, which I didn't realize. Yeah, um, well, have,
2: again, I would argue with you. Your Nintendo Power, you would get more for. Because yeah, the condition is really it's good in. Shame. It's really nice. Yeah. As long as the maps and in the inside of it and everything, you know, all those, Everything's the inserts is in it. complete. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't sell it for $150. bucks. i have seen raggedy ones go for that, you know, in that range, 100 yeah. plus. You yeah. know what I mean? So the condition that's in, I'd put it into like the three and up. For sure. Yeah. Because okay, you got people right. who are grading crap like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, that would, I would, I mean, I, I know you're not selling it, but um, if that was something that came down, I would put that, I would go high dollar on that. As nice as that magazine looked, it was really nice. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So I think you're going to blow me out of the water with
2: well, you. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to, but. Um, you know, the thing is, is the higher end items in my collection, they, they fluctuate, you know, like they, sometimes they shoot up really high. Sometimes they'll level out. I mean, like the first one that kind of comes to mind was little Samson. Um, you know, and I got that, you know, I, 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 I got it under market at the time, but I also paid up a little bit. Like I paid f- uh five twenty five 25 for, it, but it came with the manual. So, okay not too long ago like 4 or 5 months ago um one sold for like 5000 oh uh, my goodness
0: is it that right? high right
2: yeah uh, i don't really feel like that's a legitimate price but it it supposedly had a legitimate buy on off, on um whatnot this auction site um yeah and there wasn't nothing really even special about it. I mean it wasn't like you know it was super minty or anything like that it wasn't it wasn't hurt or damaged or anything it just just didn't I don't know I didn't see a big difference between that and the average copy I would see sell that because at the time it seemed like the price was because you gotta think this was like quarantine time when everybody was getting their stimulus checks and um, the ah, price on that okay. started going up. Um, but you know, I thought when it got to like seventeen hundred that it was kind of getting close to max value. But I guess technically speaking, that's you know on one single item, that's probably the highest thing. I mean, I also have a, you know Donkey Kong cabinet that that was given to me too, <laughs> like if you could believe that. And uh, that wow, I, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't I don't really show it a lot. I mean, I I don't play it a lot anymore. I, I still like it. It's just I don't know. I I just don't play it a lot. I mean, it's it's cool as hell, and I'm glad I own what it. What kind of
0: shape is it in?
2: It's pretty good shape. I mean, I you know it needs to like to have the trim, you know, like the the white trim that goes around. I could probably redo that, but I don't care because I know it's original. You know what I mean? Like right. I know some right. people are like, oh, I would do this, and that. And it's like, all right, well, when you get your cabinet, you do that. <laughs> i don't really care but you know it has the original money box in it which i think is really cool it's like this wood so like you know i use it basically as my quarters piggy bank you know i, I cashed it out when i went to too many games too there was like almost 400 dollars in quarters in there um that is so anytime fun. i come home with quarters <laughs> they go into the machine and i don't know what i don't count them i just drop them in there so uh i kind of use that for that but uh, I do play it. I just like I, I. It's kind of a special occasion thing. I'm not quite sure what they're going for. I feel like it's in the three grand range, but it could be a little less. Could be a little more. I'm not honestly. I didn't do a lot of research on this before we did the episode. Mm. But um. Now the crazy thing is like you know I got a complete um 64 set, and when I say complete, you know I'm talking cart only. I'm not talking CIB here, but um. Right. You know, I do have a few box games and everything, but just, you know, I don't have them all boxed, and that's not my goal, and I don't want them all boxed. I'm happy with just all the carts. You know, I kind of started doing it kind of on a whim, because I, I would get a lot of them in lots, and then, you know, like, uh, the the collector in me is like, well, I don't have it, so I'll keep it. And then, you know, it's like a small set. It's only 296, I mean, unless uh-huh. you count, you know, the, the variants, I guess. But, uh, so I went ahead and completed the set, but... I mean there's games that I mean, I'm not even joking, like just a couple years... like, okay, there's a game called Super Bowling, right? And yeah. I I'm pretty sure it was a blockbuster exclusive, I think. Cause anything that was blockbuster exclusive has shot up really like yeah. high. Yeah. a uh, separate like that. Razor, I don't think, is that high. There's a couple that are or maybe one or two that hasn't gone up, but or they've gone up but not to the same as these other ones. But like this super bowling, I mean I'm seeing completed sales of over a thousand bucks for this game. I mean, I got a five bucks I either got it at the swap meet or at the game store. But I mean, it's, it is as clean as you can get. And I mean, it's wow. just crazy. And then, you know, I, the sculptors cut, which out of the, like the proper set, not counting the variants, like that's, that's the rarest, most expensive out of the main set. And uh, that one's well over a $1, thousand, 1400, something like that. But, um, That's Clay
0: Fighters you're talking about, right?
2: Yeah, Clay Fighters Sculptor's Cut, which yeah. um Clay Fighters came out in the regular form at retail, but the sculptor's cut was something you could only rent at Blockbuster and it really didn't right. matter. It wasn't really that good. I mean it's it adds another couple fighters or something like that. <clears throat> but I mean it's it's you know, whatever. It's considered a different game and um it's super desired. Well, what I really like about my copy is um it's, they, uh, it doesn't have, well, I think it has a sticker on the back, but it has the block, but it has, somebody wrote it in pin on there, like a, like a Sharpie. They put blockbuster and then they put like some sort of code on it. So I was looking at like the store number, right? So I Googled it and I found, well, it's not there anymore, obviously, but I found the exact store. It was like somewhere in Texas. And, uh, it's just wow, kind of neat to good. know, like, I mean, I know exactly where it came from, you know, like. Yeah, you know, that's cool. There could be somebody in that area who might, you know, like want it. Or I mean, I'm not getting rid of it, but you know what I mean. It's kind of like that thing. Like yeah. if somebody could find mine for my store, I'd probably pay more. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that thing's you know, a, it's regard ridiculously expensive. And then the last thing I'll in that kind of deal, um, as far as 64 set is um, Turok um rage wars um it had a glitch in it i'm pretty sure the glitch was uh you couldn't beat it in two-player mode or i don't know There was something about you couldn't beat it there was a glitch in the game so you you could send it off to a claim i think it was a claim um you could send it off to them and they'd send you back um an updated copy except um when you you know the one you bought was black and they weren't reissuing black carts for i don't know if they just didn't have the carts or they wanted to distinguish them so you got back a gray version and um i've heard different amounts about how many it feels like it was like less than two thousand. it could be less than that it could be less than a thousand i don't know i've heard you know difference of opinions from different people but um yeah i got that for like well, I got it from a reseller, a local guy, and I, I think I paid 125 for it at the time. And I consider it actually part of the set because, I mean, it has a different code, so it's a different game. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between Street Fighter and Turbo and Street Fighter, the regular Street Fighter. You know, they're both mm-hmm. the same game, except there's an alteration, so it's a sec. And it's got the different cart, so it actually has yeah. a label different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's differences there, so... I consider that different enough, where it's actually part of the set. Anyways, that thing is well over a thousand bucks too, and it's like, man, these things have just shot up so quickly over the last few years. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it all has, uh, but especially that era because yeah. you know that. Those... as we know, that age group is starting to yeah. be nostalgic, nostalgic for yeah. that, you know, GameCube and N sixty four era. So those prices have shot way up for sure. well
2: even ps2 like there's certain games I used to see all the time that I couldn't even resell because it would be like five six dollars and anything at that price range I wouldn't I usually wouldn't buy because I couldn't flip it on eBay if that's if that was the goal unless I was buying it for myself um, I wouldn't pick them up and some of those games are like you know hundred bucks now Man. I'm like what wait a minute what like how when and how and why you know like <laughs> Yeah. I would see that game all the time. I don't have any examples offhand, but it was just... I mean, the, some of the basic Resident Evil games, especially on GameCube, it's like, why are they so expensive? I don't understand, but... Because, <laughs> like, those were very common games, but, I mean, maybe not as much the later, like the Code Veronica and the, I don't know, Part 4, Part 3, I don't know, whichever the ones are the later Resident Evil that are on uh, GameCube, but I got them all, and it's just crazy matter of fact the last one that i got was um i believe was code veronica for the gamecube and uh my friend uh, his name is dan mega dan uh he had got a good lot and i had been sending him some stuff so he wanted to pay me back and he sent it to me and at the time it was probably worth about 60 70 bucks but dude that thing has skyrocketed since then and i'm like i feel so bad i hope he doesn't look it up you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i just feel terrible yeah. about it and another i mean side tangent again uh, another one is like this um I, there's this game boy game that's uh it, it's it's like a it's based off of like 20s gangsters um sorry i'm trying to search for the name of it here but a betty of mine we worked out a deal like he was wanting to he didn't want his game boy games no more and he just wanted to get rid of the stuff and um So he was like, you know, I don't know, what do you think it's worth? So I just looked it up, and at the time, whatever I told him, that's what it was worth. It's called Avenging Spirit, and it's got, like, this gangster, mobster guy on the cover, and I think it was worth, like, 20 bucks or something. But it was, like, almost overnight, it shot up to, like, $170, and I was like, oh. I just feel so bad, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like (laughs) It's like, oops, I didn't do it on purpose, I swear, but. Like I don't know, I don't know if someone done a video on it or something, cause I just don't understand why some of these random games, you know, or if it was price fixing or whatever the case is, but somehow some hype got pushed around a couple of these games, and all of a sudden they're they're you know budget breakers, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, it happens. You know, there's multiple reasons why these game prices go up, and sometimes, like you said, it is a YouTuber or some other anomaly that. Makes the game shit. Remember when the uh, the um, Steven Spielberg movie came out? Yeah, Adventure. Uh, what was that? The, 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 yeah, yeah, Adventure that, shot um, up in price. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, Adventure shot Ready up. Ready Player that. One. Ready Player One, right. I, that's the first thing that came to mind. That and then E.T. When yes. uh, yeah. the documentary came out, everybody was just yeah. like, oh, no, yeah. it's $20. It's like, yeah, good luck. No one's doing You'll <laughs> have a couple of dummies that'll do it, but. I'll wait, yeah. you know, I already had it, but you know what I mean? At that time I was variant hunting because there's a uh, small windows and big windows and you know, like, there's yeah, uh, yeah. Then there's a date one that's like 86 or something like that, or 87. So they're hard to find the, the, the date one. And even people were like, you know, trying to get $20 for a common cart, I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. Good luck. Yeah. You know, you'll never sell it. I feel bad for you now. <laughs>
0: So our next uh, category is our most cherished slash meaningful game. So this is a little bit different than, I guess, another category that's most nostalgic. But um, So I kind of separated them out, but it could be the same, same thing for you. I'm not really sure. But for my most cherished or meaningful game, I picked Double Dribble on the NES, which is another Konami title. And I think I've briefly talked about this before, but this game... Um, is very uh, personal to me because it reminds me of my father and my father died when I was young and we bonded over basketball and uh, I used to make him watch me play because I thought it was so realistic looking and everything so that that would be the game that I picked for my most meaningful game also I have a lot of memories playing it with my uncles on my mother's side of the family they would come over and we'd have big tournaments playing double dribble and sometimes blades of steel as well but um, that game just uh, really kind of uh, reminds me of a good time in my life um, when I was a kid. So that's what I picked for my most cherished or meaningful game.
2: Well, I I'm kind of have a similar experience with that. Um, uh, for one Christmas, now granted I was an adult or a young adult at the time, but um, me and my then you know wife, we, we lived here, or we lived with my grandmother, and... Um, it was like one of those things, you know We were we were down and out and she let us live with her And mm-hmm. um And uh, for Christmas that year You know, this was You know, late 90s Um, you know I had just got a Nintendo 64 And um, the game that I was Playing a lot was Goldeneye But um This was the big moment when um Ocarina of Time was Came out, you know And um uh, uh, she bought that for me That was like her Christmas present to me that year And uh At the time Um we only had the one TV So You know we I, If I were to play it I would have to take over the living room Kind of basically you know right. So a lot a lot of the time I'd play it would be Something during a time uh, Maybe she wasn't watching anything cause you know I felt bad Cause you know it was her TV You know what I mean And uh but, you know, sometimes your little gaming session, you know, well, she's still in the living room, even though it's not her time to watch TV or whatever. she would she'd would still be in there. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt like I had been like monopolizing it even during the time, you know, like she would watch something. she'd watch Will of Fortune or something, you know, there would be something <laughs> on she would watch if I wasn't watching the TV. So I was kind of feeling guilty. and so like that particular day, um, I wasn't gonna play. And I just, I went in there and I sat down and she, you know, like, it was just like the, it was like the most innocent way she asked. She's like, um, are you going to, are you going to put the video, are you going to watch that video tonight? And I was like, and I was thinking like video, what do you mean? Like a VCR? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, watch the video. What do you mean? And she goes, you know, that video that you've been watching. And... (laughs) And then I was like, "Oh, you mean the Zelda game?" She goes, "You know, the game I'm playing." I was like, "I mean, I, I was like, no, I figured, you know, like, I, I didn't, you know, maybe you'd want to watch something." She goes, "No, no, I really like it. I like watching it. Like, so like, she had got into watching me play it, That's you know, so and like cool. to her it was yeah. almost like watching a TV show or you know a program or whatever. Like she was into it, you know what I mean?
1: That's and, so uh,
2: cool. Yeah, and it was just like it was just really cool because it was just like such a, you know, just like an innocent question and. You know, like it just, I, it was so confusing the way she asked it. And, you know, you know, it was almost like, uh, you know, like, like a meme kind of thing. Like, right, you know, right. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, go play your Atari or your Nintendo and you're playing an <laughs> Xbox or something. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But she, uh, she thought it was just entertaining to watch. So, um, even though I haven't played that game in years, you know, I still have the same game with the same save files and all that on it. And um, it's just really cool that. You know, she experienced that when I beat it and everything. She was watching, and you know, it was almost like a little mini event, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, that's certainly so, a great game to have in that category, too. That's a fantastic game from that era. The Ocarina yeah, time.
2: I honestly remember at the time thinking, like, there'll never be a better game. I mean, I knew there would yeah. be, but you know what I mean? Like, at that time, I was just like, this is the best game ever. And it's funny, too, because if you go back. And you look at game magazines at the time that were releasing like these top hundred, and they're laughable to go back and look at. I still have like the game, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly's, you know, top one hundred games of all time, right? And how many, how top loaded it was with like the current games at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's some of them that yeah. like, nobody, is, like nobody's putting Tomb Raider on a top hundred game. Like it's not about impact here. We're talking about playability. You know what I mean? Like nobody's right, doing right. that. And, like, that game was in the top 100. You know, it's just like... And then you can see, like, diversity for the sake of diversity. Like, they would put in, like, you know, some random Atari game or some random, you know, NES game. And it's like, dude, no. You know what I mean? Like, that's not better than Castlevania. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's just... It was just such a stupid list. But I think they got it right, though. I'm pretty sure their number one game was Tetris. And, I mean, that's... It's a debatable topic, but... I mean, it's such, it is, and I know you're not yeah. a big fan, but it is one of those, <laughs> but it is a game that is such a broad appeal, and it's, it's a true form of a game, you know, like, there's not, you know, like, missions, and there's not these, mm-hmm. th- there's nothing to it, you're just, you're playing a puzzle game, you know, and it's, it's the purest puzzle game you can get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe the argument could be made that, uh, Go or whatever that that Chinese checker game, whatever it is, like. But but mm. you know what I'm saying? It's like this pure game. Like I put Tetris up there with like with like chess or something. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's like one of these perfect kind of games. Like I this guy yeah. was a genius. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. All right. Well, the next category, the final category in our game or gaming related um, topic here is our most nostalgic game. So um, I guess. For me, I picked Castlevania, because that game, first of all, that was the first, as far as I recall, I think I talked about this before, that was my first experience with nostalgia at all. Um, When I was a young man, um, before I got married, I think I told the story before, but I was at a friend's house, and I had moved, I was probably like the N64 era, and uh, maybe GameCube Air, I'm not really sure, but um, my friend's little brother took me down to the basement and he had an NES and he put on Castlevania and I couldn't believe how powerful. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't played this game in so long and just the sounds and the, and the graphics and the music and everything, it just took me back instantly. And that was like the, the first time I ever really experienced that wave of nostalgia that I, f- I find to be so powerful. And that's the game that I really I think of the most. If I want to think of a game that reminds me of my childhood, um, I, I, I pick Castlevania. It's just because I played it so much. I was so into that game. And that was the first game, I think, that I can remember where it really went to another level. Where, you know, unlike some of the black box games and the earlier NES games, this one had really good music and it had a story and it had all this depth to it. And that, that was the first game that I remember that I just got really, really into and almost obsessed with, where I was drawing pictures at school, and I was just all about Castlevania and Simon Belmont, and I love monsters and horror stuff anyway, so the theme was great for me, and so that, that's the one that still, that, that when I hear that opening music, when he's walking towards that gate. just does it for me every time so that's that's my pick
2: yeah you know man if I was it, it, this this one was hard for me because um as far as NES goes or home console gaming I, I would probably almost 100% agree with you on that because I, I got um you know my first game was Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt because that's what came with the set but the first games that I got were Contra and Castlevania I got them at the same time my grandmother bought them for me for my birthday and and uh, or or maybe my mom might have quote unquote bought one of them, but she bought them. You know what I mean? Or my grandparents yeah. bought them. I, my mom might have gave me one, but she, she didn't buy it. You know what I mean? Like so, I just the way the memory works is I got it from her. And um so Castlevania, like I used to go back and forth with which one was my favorite between Contra and Castlevania, and I really feel like Contra is probably my is the favorite because I. I don't know, I probably played it more, but Castlevania, man... Like, that did have the big memory of, like, when I finally beat it. Like, it was like a little challenge between, like, me and my buddy Angel. We kept, like, taking turns playing it. And finally, one night, I was just determined. Because I'd got to the count so many times, and I just didn't know how to beat them. You know, and I finally beat them, and then the second form came out and completely (laughs) annihilated me. (laughs) So when I finally did beat both forms... I don't even know how I did it then, because you know, I, got it, I didn't know any techniques or anything. It was just about trial and error, and um, the you know, the, so that really goes into that. But I feel like probably the most nostalgic would have to be the It would have to be an arcade game, though. So I mean, I, I I just think about the games that I hear all the time that will really take me back to that age, and it, it would either it's a toss up between Ms. Pac-Man and Galaga. Because anytime mm, I hear, like, yeah. the startups to either one of those games... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I am right back there, man. Those were the games, like... You know, those two, you know, you would always hear, you know, Centipede and Donkey Kong. Like, that was my first arcade experience where games like that, you know. Pole Position... Sure, sure. You know, Asteroids. Um, So, I mean, really, any of those games, but the ones that my favorites were, you know, my 1A, 1B, and I'm not sure which one's which, would be Galaga and Ms. Pac-Man. And um, when I hear those startup screens, it's just insane. And it's amazing, too, because I'm not alone in this, because... There's like a, the combo cab, you know what I mean? Like Midway did oh, a, yeah. Yeah. they did that one where you know they re-released it into the arcades yeah. or you know into like yep. movie movie theater lounges or whatever, and it's it has both games in it, you know, and it's just like that's just crazy because if I were gonna make a combo cab, that would have been the one, you know, to sure. have connected those two together, and um, you know I distinctly remember. Uh, One night, we went to this uh, pizza parlor. I don't know if you guys have them back there. I'm assuming you probably did at one point. Round table? You guys had round table pizza? No. Okay. Well, maybe it's a West Coast thing, but it felt like it was a national chain because we see the commercials all the time. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know the difference between a regional or national commercial, but um, there's (laughs) this this pizza parlor called Round Table Pizza. So it was basically uh, like the theme was kind of like the Knights of the Round Table. So like King Arthur and that kind of stuff, right? OK. And um, they they had a, they all of them always had a little arcade section. Uh, sometimes they'd be tucked away in a corner. Sometimes they would be in, you know, up center stage kind of thing. But this particular one was kind of, you know, like out in the middle of the pizza parlor itself. So, you know, you kind of you walked up this little step and you went up there and there was like, you know, eight or nine you know cabs right next to each other. And uh, I remember sitting there waiting for this guy because I wanted to play Miss Pac-Man. And I wasn't really good at it. I just I knew I wanted to play it. You know, I had Pac-Man fevered like everybody else did. And uh, this guy <laughs> was really good. And he had got to the banana, which you know, like I remember thinking that was like the, oh, that's the best if you can get that far. You know, that kind of thing. And right. uh, and then you know, eventually he got done playing. He had mercy and w- decided to let let this little kid have a chance, right? Yeah, I, I lasted probably like eight seconds or whatever you know what i mean like <laughs> of course this is it, it didn't last very long and um he uh he he felt bad and he said he you know because i only had the one quarter he goes no no here man let's try it again and he put another quarter in and just wow. so this is like a nice kind gesture of a and, you know he was like a teenager you know i i thought he was like a grown man at the time but he was probably like right right 17 or 16 or something but, uh, you know, it's just really cool, man. But those arcade experiences, man, like, you go back into, like, a true 80s arcade or, you know, somebody who's trying to replicate it, you know, you're going to hear, like, this big mix of all those, you know, sounds. Oh, of, yeah. And um, that that gets me, like, nothing else, you know?
0: Yeah, that's those are good picks. For me, I think the, like you said, the Gallagher music really would probably do it for me. Yeah. Um, that that especially, that opening music when you first, you know, start off the game. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful for sure. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't have as nearly as much arcade experience as you did. We talked about this before. Most of my gaming experience was home consoles. But I did, you know, I spent my fair amount of time in, in arcades, just not as much. So that's why it's not as, the nostalgia is not as powerful as it is with the, the sounds and images from the, the home consoles. So, but yeah, those are good picks. And then, so now we're, now we're into the non-gaming-related uh, items in our, in our collection. So it's the same category. So I have a crown jewel that I picked out that is not gaming-related, and that is my 1976 Sony Trinitron that we have talked about a, a little bit before. Um, I just, this is a centerpiece in my room. You've seen it in my room, Chris. I've done a video on it because I had to repair it. It was given to me... Um, by uh, a friend of mine from my church and I just think it the image of this TV in my room is is you know it just screams 80s and my childhood and I love electronics yeah. and I love Sony and I love this TV it's got the wood grain it just looks so good it's got chrome all over it it's got the the red green and blue buttons so on it so you
2: know it was a color TV yeah.
0: exactly and I just think it's one of my favorite items that I have um Again, I also the fact that I had to take it apart and fix it, and I was successful at it, and I did a video series on it. That's another reason why it's special to me. But I just think it's a great uh, item in my room. I think it looks great on my desk here, amongst my other wood grain stuff, my Super Pong that I've got in front of it, and my Radio Shack TV that's right next to it. Which that Um, that TV
2: is pretty awesome too, by the way. Yeah, like both that. of those two
0: next to each other. Yeah, th- this is like my favorite little. I'll be
2: honest you know. with you. I like. I think they're both great, and I actually think that the Sony is, you know, all things considered equal, is the better TV. But that Radio Shack is so cool to me because <laughs> I'm a sucker for store brand televisions. So am you know I. what I mean? Because yeah. I have yep. a, I have a Sears um, CRT. You know, like a like you know the one with the knobs and the small little deal. Yeah, and yeah. um, I don't use it much. A matter of fact I haven't used it in a while. But um it's just really cool because it's just like these this weird bygone era of, you know, stores branding it with their store name. You know, not like some fake company like you know, uh, Walmart with their, you know, whatever. Yeah or, yeah. or like Sears, they also had a secondary brand that was Admiral that was like theirs or something, yes. right? yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, no, they put their name on it. It says Sears on this TV, and I just think, and I have a Montgomery Ward television in the garage that, you know, I, I don't really just have a place for it, and it was given to me, and it's, it's just really cool. And then- um, Well, remember
0: the one we saw in the retro shop? The one, the shop that we were just talking about, that was that awards TV.
2: I think it was. Yeah, I would have grabbed yeah, that in a heartbeat. But I mean, who knows gorgeous. what he wants for it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That thing was
0: beautiful. So I, I'm a big sucker for that stuff too. I agree.
2: And then even recently, yeah. I got um, the the um, a JC Penney's fan, but it's yeah, like you yeah. know, and this thing is, it's awesome, dude. Because I like white noise when I sleep. This thing sounds like there's a a jet engine in my bedroom when I turn it on. You know what I mean? Like it's got power, man. And they don't, they're not even going to make fans like that no more. You know, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm a hundred years old saying that, Oh, it made fans better back then. But like, you can murder somebody with this fan. You know what I mean? Like it's made out of metal. Like if somebody break into the house and I can't get to a firearm, I can grab this fan. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep. Chop them up. Yep.
0: All right. What about you? What's your non-gaming related crown
2: jewel item in your collection? Well, man, I, I, that's a tough one. I, I'm gonna probably have to give two. I'm gonna. Cho- okay, wait a minute. Now, what are the categories? We got crown jewel. What's the next one? Most nostalgic. Well, the next one is most valuable. Most valuable. Most cherished
0: or meaningful, and then most nostalgic.
2: Most cherished or meaningful. Cherished, meaningful. Most nostalgic. And what's this one?
0: This is uh, most uh, your crown jewel.
2: This is the crown jewel. Okay, yeah. So crown jewel. I I, I guess the I guess I have to you know, this Not again. Not everybody's gonna think this is a crown jewel. Um, and I'm gonna. It's a toss up between um, my gleam in the cube tape that I rented as a kid, that my son. Found and, and it, it was this. It was from my rental store. You know, I've told this story before. Yep. yep and yep. Uh, even though like it's not necessarily a great movie, I mean, it's it's fine. It's nostalgic, but it's you know, it's not you know, it's not something I want. Oh, let's sit down and watch this right now. It's not that kind of movie, but just the fact that I own it is pretty awesome. And then the and then those, you know, those home recordings, you know, with the commercials, but um, specifically the Ewok Adventure one. Oh, Even yeah. though the Empire Strikes Back one is, like, my favorite movie, so you would think it would be that one, but I-, I wasn't as hyped seeing that. You know, I was, I watched it, but I already had seen Empire in the movie theater, right? But this right. Ewok adventure was brand new, you know? This yeah. was the first new Star Wars prop thing that came out since Return of the Jedi, right? Yep, yep,
0: so yep. So
2: this was, like, a brand new Star Wars movie, and it was on television for free. Tonight,
1: from the creators of the Star Wars saga, a bold adventure of courage and daring. Nice, we're lost! Where heroes become legends. And the only thing you can be sure of is magic. Lucasfilm presents The Ewok Adventure, next
2: and uh, I vividly remember um, watching that with my parents. I knew where we lived at. You know, I remember where I was sitting. You know, like, I just remember glued to that set the whole time. I even remember the commercials. Like, and I don't remember the commercials just from knowing them. I, as I was watching it, I almost felt like I remember the commercial order. Now, maybe not, but it is just so, <laughs> wow. like, it, like, it just, maybe not every commercial on it, but I just, like. I knew certain things that were coming up. Like it just left an wow. imprint. You know what I mean? Like it was, Yeah. it was that vivid. And I, I didn't, I just unlocked some sort of memory. I didn't even know I had. I mean, I, I remember watching it, but I didn't remember how important it was until I found it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's in such good condition. These people really took care of their tapes, even though, you know, they probably haven't watched them since the eighties. They didn't throw them out. And it was like, it was meant to be. You know, I went to that estate sale kind of on a whim, too. Like, I wasn't necessarily going to go out hunting that day, but I decided I should go to this, you know, estate sale. It looks, It's in a cool neighborhood kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, So, yeah, yeah I'm going to have to put that up there. Those, you know, it's kind of a That's awesome.
0: Book. Just like you, I, I vividly remember the hype and the excitement for that uh, Ewok Adventure movie. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. All those years, you just... You know, you had to play Star Wars in your own mind and read the yeah. record books and just, you know, play the Atari games and whatnot. And next thing you know, there's something on TV. It was like brand new, like you said. So that was definitely an exciting time. That was cool.
2: Yeah. And when I got that so. tape home, Duke, like I I was fully expecting it to be like a, te- a tape dub. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, right. something like that. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, and, and to top it off, it's my broadcast. You know what I mean? It's not, like, from L.A. or, I mean, it was a national broadcast, but you got your local commercial. So when it went to commercial, you know, like, it would kick into whatever your region was. So you yeah. would, it, it did whenever they do with the local spot, like, coming up on the news, that kind of thing, right? But um, it's just so cool because it just, like, took it to the next level. You know what I mean?
0: That's awesome. That's a good one. Very good. Well, the next category is uh, most valuable non-game-related item. Um, so, for me, I just, I looked around my room, and, I, you know, this is not one item, but I picked my 90s stereo system, because I think that's probably worth about 1500 bucks with everything, maybe even more. It might be. The, uh, the, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pretty high-end one, because I got it from my um, father-in-law, and he mm-hmm. was an audiophile, and still is, and... Um, Always bought really good stuff. So he, I, I did some work for him, and he gave me this stereo uh, at, in exchange for the work. And I, I love it. I love that it was his. I love that it's in my room now. And every component is high end. I've got a, a Yamaha um, receiver and a Pioneer tape deck, double tape deck, and a Yamaha DVD player, uh, CD player as well. And then I, I'm looking at it now. Sorry, I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading no, the name it's okay. That's like <laughs> right doing this uh kenwood record player
2: and um
0: so he 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 some, uh,
2: matched it together then
0: yeah yeah it was his own personal system that he had built himself That's and cool. then he got the polk i think it's hold on one second let me check my speakers yeah they're polk speakers so all, all pretty you know high-end stuff so i it sounds fantastic and every, all the components work very well and i really love having it in my room i can listen to records tapes cds whatever i want and again, it's worth probably fifteen hundred or more. So that that's what I picked for my most valuable uh, non-game uh, item in my
2: collection. All right. So this is valuable. And then the next one is what?
0: Um, next one is most cherished or meaningful. most
2: cherished. All right. So most valuable. I really now I don't have any super high end that comes to mind. Like I'm really looking around trying to. It feels like my high-end stuff is mostly my games. I don't know. There could be something in here that I'm just not thinking about. But this comes to mind um, is um, my Blockbuster sign. Now, this would have been something that would have been hanging in any Blockbuster. Like, it's a huge, it's the, you know, the rip ticket. Yeah. You know, that that, that deal. And it's it's big. It's like three feet by two feet. (laughs) I mean, it's a big sign. I
0: didn't
2: know you had one of those. I, I must have sent you a picture or something. I've never
0: seen that. No. All
2: right. I'll, well.
0: is this thing light up?
2: No, no, no. This is, um, it's, it, it's like a base. It's made out of foam or something. I don't know. Like, okay. Okay. But that's just how they were. It didn't light. that. Now they had light up signs and stuff too, but this is, they wouldn't be this big, you know, they'd be smaller. Like this is like the giant, like if you were to walk into a typical blockbuster one of these giant things would be somewhere in the store. You know what I mean? Like, uh, either near the new releases or something. Like, they had these things all... Maybe there'd be multiple for all I know. I know some... Another people, they like the... There's the gumball that you... The gumball machine that you can get. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
2: actually had a chance to buy both of them. Um, but, the lady really wanted a lot for the gumball machine. She wanted like 500. And, it was probably... I mean, it was worth it because somebody bought it. But, um, this sign, it really sucks because, like, uh, she was selling it for, I think it was two hundred bucks, and um, and, and like I, I messaged her almost immediately, but somebody beat me to it, and she goes, well, somebody already said they'd pick it up, and but they'll be here, you know, they'll, you know, when they get off work, kind of thing, so I, I was that shady guy, I'm like. I didn't offer more money, but I just said because uh, I wasn't. I didn't really want. I felt like that was like the the right price. I didn't really want to pay any more, but I had extra. You know, I had funny money, eBay money, and stuff. So I thought, well, you know, it was a local buy, but you know, I had this extra, you know, budget for it, right? And I was like, man, that really really looked good in the room because I was really starting to shift this room that I had into more movie-based with the VHS and the extra TVs and everything. And I just thought, oh, that'd be great on the wall right there. So I I, so I felt like I needed to press her. I'm like, listen, you know, this guy's probably going to flake. They always do. And I was like, you know, she goes, she goes, if he, if, he said he'll be here at 4, and if he's not here by 4.01, it's yours. You know, like she was legit about it. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I believed her, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, I, she wasn't going to give, and I kind of respected her for it, you know, because if I was that guy, I would want her to, to hold it. Like she said, of course. And I was trying not to be a jerk. That's why I didn't really start offering more money and all that. I was just like, well, I just wanted her to know, listen, if you have anything that he might not got, co- I can come right now. And she's like, no, no, no. Wait till four. I was like, all right. So I've, you know at four well actually he actually showed up a few minutes early she messaged me saying i'm sorry he showed up and i'm really sorry and blah 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 and i was like no no no, don't be you know i i appreciate it and then um and then i don't know somehow a friend of mine he's another local hunter i i kind of forget this part of the story but he messaged me and he's like he goes were you were were you the one who was trying to get this uh, maybe he just had an instinct or something i guess she told him maybe she had mentioned a guy named chris or something i don't really know how he knew it was me because i don't think she said the whole name i didn't get that vibe but he because he wasn't quite sure but anyways he's like and this was the next day and i was like yeah it's like you were the one who got it it's like now i kind of feel a little bit better because i like this guy he's a cool dude he's a really nice guy and um he goes yeah but i'm having some cold feet when i got at home my girlfriend didn't like it and she wants me to sell it and, <laughs> and now she doesn't you know she won't let me keep it in the house and all this shit <laughs> and so he's i was like i was like well i mean what do you want to do and he goes well you know i was gonna sell it for you know like i don't know he had already had an offer for like I don't know, three fifty or something like that. And I was like, ah yeah, I don't really want to go that high. He goes, No, no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm just letting you know. Like if you don't want it, I'm gonna sell it for that. He goes, but let me make something off of it. How about two twenty five? And I was like, you know what? That's fair. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'll do that and You know, and then I went there, and he even actually threw in some other stuff, too. I forgot what else he gave me, some movies or something. and So it's just a really nice guy. And later on, I ended up buying, he had an Amiibo store display that he had got from, um, I think it was either GameStop or Walmart. I forget. It says in the load-up screen. But I ended up getting that off him, too, which is one of those things I didn't know I needed until, you know, someone was selling it to me. (laughs) And I love it because I have all my Amiibos displayed underneath it. Like he, he had built a shelf for it out like a metal rack, and, and it looks it looks like something you would get at a store too. I'm like, like dude, you're a genius. But um, so anyway, that's an, another little thing I got from the guy. But um, but yeah, I I really don't know what it's worth. I mean, I'm assuming in the right environment, it could go for five or more. But uh, I wouldn't sell it. I I really like it. It really pulls the room together and. And it's just kind so hanging up? yeah yeah right behind the TV okay. so when you watch TV it's like right behind it
0: that's super cool
2: yeah I'll, I'll post cool. a picture of it
0: yeah I'd like I'd love to see that for sure <laughs> okay well next is our most cherished slash meaningful non game related item and I picked my three 1980s space Lego sets that I still have from my childhood so it was really cool my mom uh, didn't keep all my toys from childhood, but she decided that Legos, Matchbox cars, um, and I think comic books were the three things that I would value the most as an adult. That was just her mentality. Threw away all the Transformers and G.I. Joes and oh, know, God. <laughs> other stuff that, and Star Wars. I <laughs> don't have any of that stuff, but she kept, she kept Legos and the Matchbox cars. I call them Matchbox cars generically, but Hot Wheels, whatever else. And um, my comics. So I had those um, giant I had giant bins of Legos for my mother. I, had, I must have had, I don't know, five or six of them. And she kept all the manuals and the, the boxes folded up. So as an adult, this is after I had kids. Because um, I gave all my Legos to my kids. And they had all their Legos all mixed up in all these bins. And one day I was like, I got these old like 80s space Legos uh, directions. Let me see if I can find all the pieces and build them. And it took me, I don't know, months. But I, I dumped out all the bins, and I was scoured for the little tiny pieces, and I would find them. And I assembled all three of my childhood uh, space sets. And I love them. So I have them on my shelf. I'll show a picture on the Discord, too. Yeah, that, that's really really cool. Really, um, valu- they're valuable to me, and they're special to me because I played with them tons as a kid. And it's just really cool that they're the exact same ones that I had, and I was able to reassemble them with the directions and the boxes that my mother had saved for me. So that's what I picked.
2: Well, what I think is so cool about it is like you changed history in that regards because there was a moment where that was the last time you ever built them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. all these years later, you know, you got them, and you could have been just content enough with just letting your kids have them or sticking them in a box or whatever. But you went that extra mile and uh, and and you know you look, figured it out and you put it back together and that's really cool. Yeah, man. it was it
0: was a fun experience. I, Did I you got you kept it together
2: and, or the set after you built it?
0: Oh yeah, they're on display in my room.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I there's yeah, so I much three, stuff in there. Um, yeah,
0: two of them are spaceships and one of them's like a at style walker. Right. Um, and I vividly remember playing with all three of them a, a ton as a kid. And I especially love the the one spaceship that has another spaceship that kind of comes out of it. <laughs> uh, and I just love that as a kid. And you open up a hatch and it slides out the back. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world.
2: Yeah, that was before Legos sold out to corporate America, right? Hey,
0: I'm not complaining. I just put together Optimus Prime.
2: No, no, so no, I, I know. I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. now sets are like these expensive sets are all coveted and everything and, back then you know Legos they were just uh, on the shelf you know you could buy them at you know at a drugstore or whatever you know what I mean
0: well I mean they they do both you can go to Walmart and you can get little you know ten dollar Lego sets and yeah. that are, you know, a car a helicopter so they they kind of do you both,
2: you bring so. that home when your kids got the new Harry Potter set or something that's and true. Then you yeah. see which one they're going to want to put together
0: that's true that's true well all right what about you what's your most cherished non-game related item
2: Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, I have two things. Uh, One is, uh, I'll just get to do the quick one. On the nostalgic, like the real childhood connection, that's also one of my most cherished. Um, My mother, um, when I was in, it must have been second grade, she bought me a lunch pail, because there was other kids who brought lunch to school, and I thought, oh, that'd be cool if I can bring my lunch to school, you know what I mean? Even though I was like... Totally fine with the cafeteria food Because it like beat what she made But you know I just figured (laughs) You know what I mean I figured hey why not You know and um She bought me an Empire Strikes Back lunch pail Now I don't have the thermos for it anymore That got lost years ago But um You know like I didn't even know that she still had it And um I was you know Probably 13, 14 Something like that and uh, I was digging around in the cabinet looking for something. And it was like under the sink. And just for whatever reason, like there it was. And I was like, whoa, shit. You know what I mean? Like, was, there's was my That's lunch awesome. pail. And I didn't take it to every day because, I mean, frankly, uh, like I said, the cafeteria food was better than the sandwich she was sending with me. So I just went ahead and, you know, it was a short-lived thing. And I don't know, there was something like milk in a the thermos. I don't know. There's something about it I didn't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> even though it's the same thing. I don't know. There was something about it that uh, I just stuck with the cap. But it was still really cool cuz even when I wasn't using it, you know, as a lunch pail, you know, I would uh, play with it. You know what I mean? You'd stick stuff in it, put toys in it or whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, um yeah. you know, I, put, I think I for a little while I was putting my uh, Star Wars and you know, whatever random action figures that I had at the time. Um, that were the same three and three quarters yeah. I would stick them in there and uh yeah that's that's really cool but um but if I'm being honest the thing that's that that really encompasses it's like it's it's a combination of everything right it's probably the most valuable if I really were to look at I mean if I did the pricing on it it probably actually is worth more than a blockbuster sign it it hits the right note for nostalgic. It feels like a crown jewel to me and it's my Sears wish books. I have Oh yeah, yeah. I have from 19, you know, like uh, consecutive from 1975 to 1992. And then oh, I also have uh I also have a 97 and a 95. So I got a couple other ones, or maybe it's a 99. I think it might be 99 and 95, but I got a couple of oddball ones that don't, you know, like, connect. Wow, that's quite um, a
0: collection. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, I didn't really want to go any further back than 75. I've had a couple chances to snag a 74, um, because if I'm going to buy any, I kind of want to keep them in order at this point. I mean, I don't mind buying up on the other end, because I wouldn't mind filling that into maybe to 2000 or 19. I'd like to at least get through... Nintendo 64 era, you know, that kind of spot. I feel like that, you know, and then it'll be wrestling and there'll be some cool stuff in there that I, that even though I was an adult, I still have nostalgic because, you know, I was like buying it for my son and stuff like that. And plus I was, you know, I was watching wrestling and I was still playing video games. So they still, you know what I mean? But um, going through it, man, they're like the ultimate time capsule because, you know, when I would go to my grandparents as a kid, uh, especially during, you know... Christmas time or getting close to Christmas time or, heck, sometimes she would even prime me in the summer. She'd be like, look through that and circle some things you would want for Christmas or your birthday or whatever, you know? Right. And she would have to store catalogs. Now, she wasn't a hoarder or anything. They would they would get rid of them when the new ones came. So the new one, sometimes they might keep one or something, but pretty much, whenever the new catalog would come, she would get a J.C. JCPenney's catalog. She would get the Sears catalogs And I think she might have got Montgomery Wards as well But uh, the one I always gravitated towards Was um, the Sears Because it had a huge toy section No matter oh, if yeah. it was the, even, if, even if it was the standard catalog It still had a big one but, the, but what was so great about the Wish book It was literally everything you wanted You know what I mean Like if it had yeah. bikes in there It had radio Like it didn't matter what age group you were You know what I mean Like there was something in there you'd want You know like you know if you were in the teens, you know, they had radios and walkmans and you know that kind of thing, but you know, whatever age group you were, it pretty much would draw you in. And at some point they even tried to separate it to make a kids wish book and a adult wish book. And then they they only did that for one year and it was like 87. It has two wish books. They're separated, but then they just I don't know if customers complained or if they realized it wasn't cost efficient or something. And then they went back to just all combining the adult with the child. But, um, it really does, um, appeal to me, man. Like it's, it's like going into, like I said, it's a time capsule. You look up and like, you know, I look around and it's like, for instance, like, uh, you know, your, your telegame set, I can pull out the the book and tell you exactly how much it costs. You know what I mean? Like,
1: wow, it has so the games cool, yeah. in
2: there and, yeah. You know, matter of fact, I'll snap a couple of pictures of that and post it. <laughs> that would be awesome, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could see when it came out, and like, even like the big, uh, the famous, um, the 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 Star Wars. Um, what was the name of it? You know, like the original twelve. They had a late, early, early bird. Yeah, the early bird set, where you had to buy it, and you just got the placeholder. Oh, yeah. For Christmas, and then because the the figures they were behind, and they they weren't going to come out until the spring, so your grandparents or your parents would buy you this, and it was like, you don't got them now, but when the spring rolls around, you're going to get these twelve figures or how many ever they bought for you. So, um, you know, it's just it's just really cool. Yeah, I haven't
0: I haven't looked through one of those books in you know since I was a kid. I I've not held one and flipped through one at all. So I've never come across those. I would love to find one, or maybe I should start looking for them, because that's really cool. And you imagine the, um, one thing that always stood out to me is thinking about how much time they put into the photography. I mean, you had all these toys set up, and the backdrops and everything, and all the models. I mean, that must have taken forever.
2: And then a lot of times those models were like the store manager's kid or you know what i mean <laughs> right, like right. they weren't like hiring out you know like uh, real models these were like just regular kids you know hey you want to take some yeah. pictures come here put these clothes on <laughs> you know what i mean cuz you could tell yeah. like you're looking at them you're like eh, those kids look like they're related but um <laughs> right it's really neat though man that's cool and i yeah, i mean i one. i don't look at them all the time but anytime i pull one off the shelf like I said, it's just like going back in time. And I mean I've I've even branched out. I even got some a uh, few JCPenney's you know, I got a JC Penney's catalog and and a couple of the like the main Sears because I just a couple of them I found at estate sales. And and it and that, those were like one of those big scores, like you know, like it's funny because you know, the lady kinda saw the excitement when I found them, you know, and she's just she was looking at it like it was trash, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> You know, sold to me for a dollar, and I'm just like, oh man, I would have paid more. But um, yeah, those are really great. And I got uh, the last one I got uh, recently is it's a Blockbuster video catalog. So um, it's whatever year it is, you can go through and it shows you all the movies they were offering, and and it even has a video game section. So it shows you like the NES games that they had at the time, and it's just really cool. That's really cool. I never even seen one of those before. Yeah, that was something that... Um, I didn't know they had that. Yeah, I I completely forgot about it, and I saw it. Um, somebody Either it was a video, or maybe it was an Instagram post. Somebody had showed, like, a, a picture of it. It wasn't even theirs. It was, like, something that they had saw somewhere else or something. And I was like, what? And I went immediately to eBay, and I'm like, dude, here's one for 10 bucks. Buy it now. You know what I mean? Like... Send it to me, and oh, man, I was so happy. Uh, It's just one of those things. You didn't know you needed it until you saw it, but... Exactly.
0: It is. All right, well, the last category is most nostalgic non-game item. Um, I picked... So I still have some cassette tapes from my childhood where I was... I call it crazy tapes, where I would just be silly. I would do little... um, I don't know what you call it routines. I would just be goofy. I would be silly. I'd make noises. I'd burp, and I just called them my crazy tapes. And I still have some of those. So, I we're gonna do a video or a episode where I'm gonna, you know, maybe try to digitize those and get those out there because I'd love to listen to them and just <laughs> they've got they've got to be so cringy and embarrassing. But I think it'd be funny to, uh, you know, put those out there. Uh, me because I'm a, I was a goofy kid and I was just always being silly. As, I was kind of known for it, and I have these tapes that I just I would put them in my boom box and I would do a little show. Or me and my brother would be silly and just make noises and just you know be, be goofballs, do little like skits and stuff. Time for Mark's greatest jokes. Why did she cross the road? I don't know. I forgot. Chicken calls back over the road. I don't know if I got that one <laughs> <laughs> And um, I that's my you know most nostalgic non-game related item I guess because it's actually literally like recorded audio from my childhood. So that's really cool. It's, it's probably from the early '80s. I had to have been I don't know nine, ten years old uh, when I was doing that. So that's what I picked. You have anything like that?
2: Yeah, you know it's funny that you say that because um. I have all my uh, childhood slash early teens cassettes. Uh, I mean, I I have since sold off some of them because they were really expensive and I didn't really care about them anymore. But um, I kept the majority of them, at least the ones that, you know, mattered. But I did weird shit like you're talking about. I have a lot of cassettes where I recorded songs off the radio, and I haven't gone back and listened to those. But I bet you those, because there were some that, you know, like whatever the favorite song was at the time, so I've listened to it a lot and I even remember like sure. the DJ doing the, the talk in. I used to hate that. I'm like, shut up. You know, oh, like, yeah. I'd be so angry. i like, I don't want to hear you talking. Cause they got to do it to the post. Right. But, um, right. Right. So, uh, but I, I don't know what I was, I think I had just got a new cassette player or like a, my mom had bought me, um, she had bought me a double cassette player for Christmas one year. And, um, so I was, you know, like copying tapes And making mixtapes and all that fun stuff But I was also doing weird shit Like recording stuff off the TV For some reason I mean, I don't know, I guess to listen to it back I really don't know what I did with <laughs> them But but um, they, uh, At the time And still in my top whatever um, Elm Street 3 Was the, you know, the Dream Warriors Was heavy rotation on the movie channel And uh I was really into it, you know, like I just, I don't know, there was something about it that really just kind of like drew me in and, and really got me into horror movies and, um, I just really enjoyed it. So I noticed one of the tapes said nightmare on Elm street on it. So I popped it in and it's just, it was me recording like the movie, I guess. So you can hear it. (laughs) It's audio. Yeah, but you can, um, but then you can hear me and my friend talking in the background and uh, <laughs> it feels real cringy because cool. I'm not one of those people. I I hate listening to myself. I think I'm one of them. You know, like there's two yeah. kinds of people: <laughs> some who can tolerate listening to their own voice, and ones who hate it. So I don't right. really. And and for some reason, even though I was me as a child, it made it even more cringy. And I was not a child. I was probably 13 or something. But well, let me tell
0: you, these tapes I have are cringy. If I remember right, they are just ridiculous. So. It might be kind of funny to put him out there. More adventures of Indiana Jones. Well, what's this? A pack of dogs? How come it is every time I go on an adventure, there's a whole bunch of dogs? I have to get my whip. Except for that fat ugly one over there. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> oh my head!
1: You're yeah, right. Ugh. Never knew ducks have such a hard punch.
2: Well, that was – and it was a, just a little bit before that when I learned about that voice thing because me and my friend Marshall, we were uh, – I was just recording us talking. Like we were just sitting there chatting and I hit record and I don't know for any no, – no nefarious reasons or anything. It was just for the hell of it. And then I okay. played it back and I was like, oh, like that's how I sound like. Oh, I hate that. And he goes, he goes, No, yeah. no, man, you sound fine. You, everybody hates their own voice. And Marshall wasn't the most insightful dude. He didn't have a lot of deep thinking about him. He was kind of Crow Magnum man kind of guy, right? But that <laughs> right. might be the most insightful thing I, I ever got from him. You know what I mean? Like I was like, <laughs> Really? He goes, Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Like people don't like the sound of their own voice. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I didn't even know. It was so enlightening. It was like, man, that was I didn't even know. <laughs> like that was the first time I ever heard it. And it was I hated it. And I don't think that's ever changed.
0: So what's your most nostalgic non game? This is the last one, I guess. So
2: Oh man, I feel like I misunderstood and I done that already. Um I, I'll I, I do have one childhood toy that actually survived all these years and that okay. was and not only did it survive, it it was it survived. It was mine, and it was my then my I my brother ended up with it for a while, and then my oldest boy somehow ended up with it, and then my youngest son had it. He's the one that gave it back to me. He had brought it over, nice. but it's just it's this little miniature Tonka truck. Um, and, um, it, like, I had it as a kid, and I, it somehow it survived all these years. And I can't ever say it was necessarily my favorite toy. I mean, I'm sure at one, you know, you know how it is. When you get a new toy, it's the new favorite. But it, sure. it's just the fact that it lasted is amazing to yeah. me because I didn't keep it the whole time, or my mom didn't keep it. It it had multiple opportunities to get lost. You know what I mean? Right. And the fact that it still exists is... uh It's amazing to me. I will say something else that this really doesn't quite fall into, um, you know, what we're doing here, but I was going through a box of pictures the other day and I found this, you know, my grandfather wasn't, um, you know, when he was younger, you know, he, you know, he would drink. I I mean, well, I I don't want to say he was an alcoholic or anything, but you know, he enjoyed social drinking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, at some point, you know, like, my grandmother gave him the ultimatum. You know, like, uh, I, I don't like you, you know, going to the bar. You know, he wasn't doing nothing wrong. Like, he was down there talking to guys. But uh, right. that was just what he was doing. But she just didn't like that. He was taking time away from the family, and she gave him the thing. And he said, okay, I won't. And he, and he stopped. He never went back. But whenever they'd be in a social situation, he liked to, you know, he liked to get a little buzz on. And it was always fun to see him that way. Because um, he never made an ass out of himself or nothing like that. But he was, like, and he was a very kind and loving man anyway. But he was stern. So when I saw him, you know, drunk, he was, you know, super loving and super, you know, Mm -hmm. like, super funny. And, like, there was this a whole different personality kicked in. Like, it was almost a little bit of his youth was kicking in kind of thing. And, um... right. Anyways, I was digging through this picture or this box of pictures and, um, and I wish it was just him cause it was like my aunt's ex-husband's with them too, but I don't, they must, I'm trying to figure out where exactly they were, but wherever they were, they were standing in an arcade and I guess David, that was the guy's name, he must've been playing it and uh, someone said, Hey, turn around. So they both turned around to take a picture and it's not the best picture. So I'm going to try to, um like scan it hopefully i can clear it up a little bit because it's starting to fade a little bit but so it's like you know i can't really make out the but it's a really nice cocktail I arena they got a name for this kind of style of cabinet it's a smaller one but um i, mean, I could tell my grandpa I tied one on yeah i'm looking at him and he looks <laughs> a little bit disheveled a little bit <laughs> and the fact that he's in this arcade and he's sitting here right in front of this and i'm like wow this is like my new favorite that's picture that's cool yeah that's awesome and it's not like like i said it's not you know like he never made an ass out of himself he wasn't violent or nothing like that when he he was just right. a real fun guy when he when he tied one on you know and, right, um, right and i didn't see that a lot it wasn't very often that he would do that you know what i mean because he sure. they never had alcohol in the house nothing like that it was only purely social you know what i mean but right. um right but yeah, it's it's just real interesting to see them, and and I could tell because like, he's got that look, and I was like, man, I never thought I'd see it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. I we had some other. I think we're going long here, so I'm gonna we're gonna skip right. that last part. Yeah, we, we were we were okay, thinking cause... like
2: goals or something, but yeah, you yeah. know, whatever.
0: We'll say that for another time. But you know, this is this is what we're do, we do. We're collectors, and um, there's just so many different. Levels and layers of why we collect and what we collect and what we have. I just thought it was kind of fun. It was your idea, but it it was fun to go through it like this and kind of talk about our, you know, uh, these subcategories of, of our collection. So I had a lot of fun with this, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, don't forget to join along the Beat the Bandy Challenge this month and uh, play play some uh, Gradius and salamander or uh, life force as yes. call it, here in the States <laughs> and see if you can beat uh, the high score. So, uh, anything else, Chris, before we go?
2: No, I think you uh, wrapped it All up right. perfectly.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, guys. And we will see you next time.